recorded during the plague year of 2021. This is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of Robert Wise's all-too-timely 1971 techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of uh, screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And this is Peter Regan, longtime friend associate of Mr. O'Kane's. Delighted to be here for an action scene along with no elevator. Uh, yeah. It's, it definitely brings home the, the process of moving the narrative along here. So congratulations, and I'm delighted to be involved with this minute. It's it's very exciting. This is a this by the way this I think is the best edited minute, and uh, it the 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 greatest part about it is we're watching we're watching a real master at this the uh, the fellow that edited the Stuart Gilmore. By the way, this was his final movie. He died at the uh, at the very uh, ancient age of sixty two. Peter, uh, uh, what happened? Uh, don't know. I just you know he just uh, died on died on the job. This is. Uh, uh, Andromeda Strain was his final movie. I'll go look and, it up uh, uh, later. I, I don't have that right now, but... Oh, okay. Well, he... he uh, yeah, Stuart Gilmore. You might know him from previous works. There's one called... Uh, oh, there's a, night, a movie the year before called Airport. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so he was uh, kind of a contract worker for Universal Studios. So he got called in when people needed uh, those, what they call, butt cuts. But back to back to back, back and forth, swapping out. Uh, but he also, I mean, he did things like the Alamo. He did uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, um, the Lady Eve, uh, the Way of All Flesh. He, 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 Sullivan's Travels. He was he was everywhere. He did. He worked for Paramount. He worked for RKO, he, and then finishing up at Universal, where where they'd hi, you know they'd have him. And uh, you know, as he was working on this, uh, he had to turn over some of the work as he was in ill health. He had to turn over some of the work to another guy who was born in 1917. So these these. You know, old pros right here working on the, on this film. Well, that's um, a, this is actually the, the aha moment at the very beginning. Yeah. It's, I like how they were framed and how that worked. That was actually, that builds the tension, you know. Yeah, especially when everybody gets it but Hall. Oh, once again. Know, once I, why are you here? Instead of like, <laughs> instead of the phrase being like an atomic reactor for the minute, it should just be what? Because this guy is like, really? Can you just uh, can you go back to the uh, other room? Why? Why do we have to spend time yeah, explaining what, to you how things work? Yeah. Why don't you go mop up? Why don't you go learn? You know, go read that. Read the manual. Let's explain for the for the audience listening that this is the moment that they realize that Andromeda works like an atomic reactor. It takes energy in and wastes nothing. So. If you had a, a very rich source of energy, like, say, a nuclear explosion, like the one that was about to happen over Piedmont, uh, that would cause, well, just a giant Andromeda that would take over the planet. Um, but it's uh, everybody everybody in the scene, it slowly comes to them. Stone gets it first, then Dutton. And uh, they're all, you know, they're all looking at each other. Or actually, uh, Levitt gets it first. Right. Then Stone. Then Dutton. And Hall never gets it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do I do with this key? For love of, yeah. why, why are you still here? <laughs> why are you here? Shouldn't you be like saying something snarky to somebody? Or yeah, what? Go, bur- go burn some l- or uniforms or something. It, it's pointless. And right. uh, Levitt, for, surprisingly, Levitt, although she's talking a little uh, sternly, she, uh, she does manage to hold her, uh, her temper in for this one. Right. She doesn't add, you idiot. 
Yeah, it, it functions uh, like an atomic reactor. Why don't you clench your fist yeah. now like you did back in the conference room? Yeah, me. smarty pants. You're smarty uh, pants. Yes, uh, and Stone looks like he's mumbling something about Hall after he passes behind him. He's like, do you understand growth? You know, uh, know. it would, ha, ah, frustrating. But then they get everybody back on the, uh, on the big... Uh, <laughs> The monitors that show up out of nowhere. Yes, the zoom, the zoom, and I love this one because again, it, it goes back to, you know, uh, this is pre-zoom. I, I yeah. just like how the two, uh, those two guys look at each. The, what's his face? Is it Gilmore? Grimes, Grimes. and uh, and Robertson. I like how his monitor doesn't turn on. It turns on a minute after. We're like, hey, what are you? Oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, add another camera. Boom. Yeah, add another uh. camera. It doesn't say has joined the you know has joined the conversation or something. There's no status. You don't know who these people are, where they're calling from. There's no caller ID, and they right. can just jump in. Yeah, you know, it's ah hi hi. Hey, well, how's it going? Yeah. Oh well, we've got this uh, strain that's going to wipe out humanity, but we're okay. Uh, yeah, we'll work it through. But no, uh, I think this is a good minute, and I especially not only the editing but the music. You know, the, now he's finally wrapping it up here of. Um, where are we going with the music? I mean, there's the heartbeat component is definitely a lot more um, relevant here. And I do like the continuity in that uh, Grimes was going to go wake the boss. And so, you know, when we first saw them, Grimes was going to go wake the boss and his tie was all loose. And then yes, Robertson now, came in and said, now he's tied because he just got back from seeing the boss at correct. four in the morning. And now he's about to have a cigarette like they all do back then. Yeah. Because smoking and, still had not been confirmed that it was bad for you. No. And, uh, you know, it, it, they're talking about nuclear nuclear stuff. And in the background is a picture of uh, Japan and Korea. So it's very, you know, Bobby's trying to be timely here by saying, you know, you remember nuclear attacks, nuclear bombs, nuclear things. So he just, like, added in the uh, the Korean Peninsula and Japan. So it's just you, know, just things, you, know, you don't think that was about. just a, a coincidence, or do you think? Actually... Oh, it's never it's never a coincidence with Robert Wise. He's trying to be timely. I'm surprised he didn't put Cuba in the back. Well, he kind of had Cuba for Grimes, but he couldn't figure out how to get the angle shot right. So he's trying to get like Cuban Missile Crisis in the background too by having Florida over Grimes's shoulder there when they're in the two shot. <laughs> but uh, just yeah, it's all it's all deep meaningful stuff for for Robert Wise. Right. Um, yeah, it's a but... uh, Gosh, that that poor guy. His final, his his final movie. He had to cut all this together, and and uh, there's there's so many setups in this one. There's like, I, I didn't count them, but there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's wow. There's more than twenty in one minute. So that's every three seconds. You're changing right. the image, changing the scene. So the the editor. And remember, this was not done on a. Uh, on a computer anywhere they didn't have an avid editor they didn't use um uh, photo sh you know uh, adobe premiere pro or or after effects or vegas or any of that stuff this was sitting down with pieces of film and cutting them with a razor blade or a, a little knife thing and then gluing them together with acetone um just yeah it's amazing that they could uh, think about that little that little strip of uh of film that just goes through the projector in this one minute. How many click, 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 clicks you right. hear as the as the new edits were going? Ah, uh, wow! And we're still on the split diopter stuff. He's he's throwing them in left and right. We've got you know different people in focus and oh yeah yeah. 
Robert Wise, this I think he worked backwards from this scene. I think this is this is the one he looked down. He goes, okay, we're gonna need like twenty camera shots for this minute. And then as they worked, you know, toward the front of the movie and toward the back of the movie, because this stuff isn't shot all at the same time. Right. He probably the earlier ones were like, okay, let's go back to B, let's go back to A, let's go back to B, and you know that I think. When when I went to film school, I'm going to bring up an old film school story here. Is you work on a movie tails out. You work from you, you work from the back of the movie to the beginning of the movie. That way, uh, you've got yeah you know, you've got everything set up so that you know what you're aiming for at the end of a movie. So Robert Wise, I think, is the same. Con- he he went under that same style of cutting for physical film that you save like all your all your heavy edits and stuff are at the end of the movie. And by the time you finish editing the beginning of the movie, which is the last thing you're doing, there's not a lot of editing because you're just sick to death of watching this movie. So you're like, okay, cut back here, cut back there. And that's that, I think, is where Robert Wise is building this movie. So we're going to see as we get toward the end of this movie. And right now, by the way, we're in the last 20 minutes of the film. There's only 20 more episodes of this show. So uh, we're going to start seeing a lot more cutting because I think Robert Wise did the movie backwards. And this is this is where he spent most of his time on the movie. Interesting. Hmm. That's very it's very perceptive view, in terms of being able to track the number of edits done. And you're right. I mean, I like the part though at second thirty six, where he's waving at the waving at them uh, on the TV yes. screen. I guess the I never really thought about. Um, I I do remember my very first um, equivalent to a Zoom call. We uh, and this is back at a company called Peabody Hotel Group that no longer exists. Of oh, course. the the Ducks. Yes, the yes, Ducks. they know. I, I'm sure they've kept the Ducks in Memphis, but uh, other than that, they're gone. Hold on, I've counted the number of edits. By the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Wow, you were very, very close, Jim. Uh, yeah, so well, this was, this, this, was my, this was my forte. When I was in film school, editing was my thing. I didn't care about filming a movie. I did want to edit it, though, because I think you tell a story by editing it. And uh, this is very great editing when you're watching it. It looks real pedestrian, you don't, but you don't notice it. You don't, you don't notice how much you're being dragged into a film and being made made to feel subjective in the movie that you're not you're a participant you're looking back and forth this is like sitting in a conference room and you're looking back and forth at other people as they're getting it so it's very very much psychology going on with with editing a a film if you're if you're gonna understand the genius of robert wise and um stuart gilmore stuart gilmore the editor this minute is one of the better examples of how a director and an editor work together on making a film look cool or get you inv- get the audience involved in an, in an episode. No, and I'm... these were the yeah, yeah and, and this is you're watching you know we're watching Universal MCA at its peak 1970s all those all those Wednesday, you know Wednesday mystery movies and NBC Sunday mystery movies when you watch things like Banachek and McMillan and Wife and McCloud and Columbo all those guys were working on this stuff too. They were, they were all, you know, they, they had all their apprentices. Now they, that chief editor, Stuart Gilmore gets a, he gets a listing, but he had a whole editorial staff. So he had other guys cutting this stuff and he just made notes of here's what we want to do. And so you had, you know, this is when Spielberg is coming to power. So the guys that went to, went to school with Spielberg 
uh, they, they all came out of USC and they went to work for Universal. So they're learning their craft right here with old masters like Gilmore. And it's just brilliant seeing how, you know, the, these simple cuts uh, taught us the language of what we'd, what we'd experience in TV movies. This is what you came to expect. This is the kind of action reaction shots and, and uh, getting closer and closer as the, uh, as the action progressed and moving further away as you wanted to do more exposition. So uh, we see that we see that at, toward the end of this minute, we get away from all the close-ups and we start getting more group shots or static shots of uh, of people, you know, people in groups talking. But at the beginning of this, we're doing super close-ups where every we're just trying to see people's reactions. So we go from subjective to objective, where we're just one of the members of the uh, the conference room talking to these uh, these White House guys. Yeah, with no um, C no CGI in sight. No, no. The only thing, the only special effect here is the pre-recorded, uh, the pre-recorded scenes with Robertson and Grimes. So, uh, which I keep wondering if they did this live, like if they had them in another studio and they just threw on a, a, a an image on the screen. But probably not. Probably they they had Robertson and Grimes in, did all their lines, did all the stuff. They recorded them and then put it onto video. Um, I would think that's logistically the easier way to handle it. Yeah, because those guys are day players. I mean, Grimes is here and Robertson's here. They're day players. Kermit Murdoch, he had to probably do, you know, he was on Star Trek. He probably had to do a, a Quincy or something. Or, you know, he, he just, they, they pull Quincy. him in and he's probably, you know, just, just he, he, had, he had to be on, you know, Heck Ramsey needed a, needed a, a, a deputy. And so, you know, there's, there's Kermit Murdoch. Um, just, it's just great watching all these pros getting the, getting the job done. You know, they know they, 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 they all had, they all were working every single day. These guys had something to do. Um, <laughs> Arthur Hill was probably auditioning for Owen Marshall. Um, we know that, uh, we know that David Wayne, he, you know, he had finished Batman as the Mad Hatter and he was, he was going on to other things and he was going to be in, uh, the good life with Larry Hagman. But he was so, also going to be the father of, um, of the, um, what's his name? Come on, it's a detective. Uh, David you know. Wayne. Oh, uh, not Columbo. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Um, Elliot. Uh, oh, oh, Ellery Queen. Ellery Queen. Ellery yeah, Queen. yeah, yeah, Ellery Queen. He was the father. There we go. Jim and, Hutton. Yeah, another yet another Universal picture. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, mean, I we watch Columbo on the Hallmark Channel, and ah. you know they they didn't ever expect you to watch them like two or three at a time. 30 years or 40 years in the future. <laughs> and you see how they regurgitate the same character actors in different roles. I go, yeah, oh, yeah. And Karen goes, wasn't he a blah, blah? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, how, how can, yeah, how come Peter Mark Richmond is a police officer now? And last time he was the bad guy. Yeah, right. it's just, and yeah, I, and yeah, I, yeah. And of course, I sigh heavily. <sighs> you know, like that, look at yeah. her. And try not to sound like I'm condescending, even though I'm inferring that I am. Going, he's a character actor, honey. He was just picking up a paycheck. So he, yeah, yeah. It's you. What you, I mean, you, you question your life because you see uh, Alex Rocco. You know, he Alex Rocco was in. He was Mo Green in in um, Godfather movies, and you know the guy that gets shot in the eye while he's getting right. a massage, and uh, and then you see you, you, you turn on the TV and he's in the cloud, and he's like. How did you fall from the Godfather to McCloud? And it's like, hey, it's a paycheck. They're working regularly. You know, don't don't right. question the ability to pay your mortgage. Do you know? It's funny. Uh, you know, remember Bruno Kirby? 
Yes, yes, yes. yes. From uh, he was in the Spinal Tap. Yes. Well, I never realized uh, his first um, time on TV was a Columbo episode, and I did not never knew this other guy was his father. Uh, and I have to look it up, but his father was a police officer on the same episode. I go, wow. wow I wonder if his dad got him this gig uh, as a, a student uh, at a military academy for Colombo. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they, they do that. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking of uh, Airport 77 with Jack Lemmon when they go underwater and all that. Olivia de Havilland's in it. Uh, when when uh, after he gets, if you recall, uh, Jack Lemmon's uh, 747 winds up underwater, and he and Christopher Lee have to escape to go call the call the Navy and have them yes. come and rescue them. And if, and poor Christopher Lee, um, spoilers here, poor Christopher Lee succumbs during the during the escape attempt. So his body kind of floats to the surface, and you know, much to the chagrin of Lee Grant, who is his wife. Well, he, who, if he, she was he, married, he, he floats by the window. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and like, you know, and, and if real in, in in real life, if Lee Grant were married to Christopher Lee, she'd be Lee Lee. So you know, <laughs> something to think about. Uh, but anyway, Jack Lemmon floats to the surface. He makes it out, and he gets his little inflatable raft, and he climbs into the raft, and he pulls up a uh, he he pulls up a, a an emergency beacon, and the guy that picks up the beacon uh, is a, is a Navy radar operator, and it's Jack Lemmon's son, Chris Lemmon. So you know he really? kind of wow yeah and and so the first guy that he talks to is uh, is Chris Lemon his own son and his son they go hey dad lose the mustache you look stupid <laughs> why, why do you why do this you have isn't a, a porn movie yeah yeah because you you don't want people to know it's really you you're trying to hide behind yeah. the mustache yeah yes yeah the best quote about Jack Lemon in Airport seventy seven is he said this is the worst career move of my life. Right. That, the, and that was on a that was on a publicity tour for the movie. But the check cleared. But uh, yeah, he wasn't like Michael Caine, who was on um, the movie set of the Jaws when he won the Oscar. Uh, and he, he, he didn't go back to Hollywood to get the Oscar because he was doing like Jaws four, whatever it was. <laughs> the one where the, the shark follows Roy, Roy Schneider's family down yeah. to the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these guys are sitting. Hey, around there's going, no, there's, there's no. You you can't, you gotta say Universal Studios did know how to entertain. They have, they have, gave it to you in spades. It was yeah. yeah. Their logo, their their phrase was "We have no shame." Uh, and <laughs> I'm like going, really? You guys are sitting around in the conference room coming up with the Jaws sequel. I got it. I got it. They, the yeah. family goes to the Bahamas, mom and one of the kids, right? The shark follows them to the Bahamas. Boom. Well, hold on. Isn't the, isn't the shark dead? I mean, didn't they kill him in the first one and electrocute him in the second one? And I mean, who, what shark? Is this like an offspring of the, of the family? How does this work? <laughs> But you know what? I don't write movies, so go figure. No, no, no. But you know, and they make money as long as they make more than they cost to make. Then ka-ching, Universal ka-ching. was happy. Exactly. You know, it's like yeah. It's Wa- like, Lu- you know, Sean... Wasserman, Wasserman is happy when when the when the money turns green. That's what. It right. Is. I'm going to say a phrase, and you're going to tell me exactly what the movie is. Ready? Mm-hmm. It's five miles wide. Meteor. Of course. See, yeah, John... yeah. Sean, Sean Connery See... knew. Sean Connery knew how to make how to make Sean... uh, movies that paid. Karen would never get that. 
Karen, if I said that to Karen, she would look at me and go, I don't understand. I go, really? Then why are we here? Well, Karen, we... Karen, didn't, Karen didn't spend her time at the movies every single stinking weekend, okay? Nah. <laughs> Maybe twice. Maybe, Maybe twice a weekend. Nah, she was working or whatever uh, she was doing. So. Yeah, no, she missed out on the, the pop point, culture stuff. But even yeah. if, if she went to see the movie, she wouldn't get that reference. It doesn't stick. It's like it's. It, I, I, this is just a common thing. We know so many people. It's like etch a sketch. They go in a couple of shakes and it's all wiped clean. It doesn't. Yeah. Nice. It, it, it it's just the way it works. But uh, but anyway, this is this is one of my favorite minutes of all the minutes that we've been going through. There's there's a couple more minutes coming up toward the end of this film, but this is one of my favorite just simply because of the way it tells the story, the way you get dragged in, the way you almost right. forget for a moment they're they're not in you know stage twenty seven at Universal Studios and. And, uh, you know, outside is Lancashire Boulevard and uh, lunch wagons. I almost forget but, that the, the uh, hall is not an idiot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they I all almost... had to memorize these lines, you know. They, they're all good at memorizing these things. Bobby giving him um, guidance. All right, Hall, I want you to look, uh, Jimmy, I want you to look confused. Got it. I'm on it. What? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Work that comb over. Yeah. It's, Work um, that comb over. He was on Columbo, by the way, also. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes the good guy. Sometimes, sometimes the guy that you thought was the bad guy, but he wasn't the bad guy. He was just the smarmy brother-in-law. Yes, and he was uh, he, one episode very, very long hair. Like, uh, yeah. you, you want to go to him? You know what? Uh, I know it's the seventies and long hair is in, but not for people like you who are losing their hair. Uh it's 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 tough. It's tough for him. He he. Um, yeah, I mean, Moon Zero Two. Maybe that was his epitome, but. Uh, Andromeda Strain was his big his big scene, and then so many. He actually did a really long turn on Murder She Wrote. She had he was an infrequent guest on Murder She Wrote, so which I think was one of the better jobs programs of the eighties and nineties. That uh, Angela Lansbury got so much work for. The, and remember when you know when you're in the Screen Actors Guild and in AFTRA, if you don't work that year, you don't get hospitalization. So you know to to be able to check that box when you're in your sixties. And saying, you know, I need three days at Universal. Just put me in the back. I'll be a body. You know, just give me a line before I die, so I can, you know, be up on the on the screen. Uh, he, he, you know, she was a great Angela Lansbury. It should have a statue of her at the uh, the old folks uh, SAG home because she did so much for these older actors. Moon Zero uh, Two. I'm wow. going to. I'm going to. I just looked it up. I love it. I love it. I'm going to. Uh, uh, watch it on. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's well. I watched. Uh, by the way, I, I know we're going a far afield, but this is science fiction. So I watched on uh, Daily Motion. The website Daily Motion has uh, When Worlds Collide, which is one of my favorite scenes. It's got Hayden Rock, Doctor Bello, Doctor Bellows from uh, I Dream of Genie is in it, and he's a he's a scientist with a pipe, and every time he's talking, he has a pipe in his mouth. Oh. Uh, but great film. I I. I don't have time to do another movies by minutes, but if, if you haven't seen When Worlds Collide, George Powell directing, uh, watch it on, I, I've seen it on Daily Motion, but I'm sure it's in other places. Well, well worth your time. And Moon Zero Two, right? Seen, and Moon Zero Two. I mean, there's, there's just, why, why would people go to work when there's so many great movies to watch? Um, <laughs> wow. Well, we've, we've really, we've really beaten this one into the ground, but uh, let's, let's leave it here for the, for the weekend coming, coming up on Friday. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Peter, I know that people love staying at Delonica Hideaway Havens, and we'll put up a link to your site. Uh, what are how many places do you have there? How many places can people stay? Seven, but uh, not including our expansion into Florida. 
but uh, ranging from um, a, a studio apartment in, the, uh, in a log cabin home up to a three-bedroom log cabin. And we have a cottage and we have a bungalow. Uh, there, it's a, an eclectic collection, uh, but they all experience the mountains of north, northeast Georgia. Yeah, and, and I, I have to say, just because it's a log cabin doesn't mean it's rustic. This is luxury log cabins. Correct. I've been there. It's just gorgeous. It's think Twin Peaks. Think uh, yeah. It's it's very, it's very upscale. Very. Um, That's nice of you to say. A, Hot running it's water, like, towels, it, you get all. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Everything, clean floors, um, the sinks <laughs> work. It's just amazing. It, it yeah, no, it, it's just beautiful. And you do have uh, Wi-Fi, so they can listen to podcasts while they're sitting there. I would hope uh, so. Looking at a roaring fire. I yeah. mean, they're they're it, mandated to listen to at least one minute of your podcast. I, I, uh, I don't think they can turn the volume control off, right? You <laughs> just have it like locked in the wall. With <laughs> uh, how 1984 of you? Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> get it. Get it? See, you would get yes, that. See, Karen would not get that. See, I think you should get you should get a gigantic like Andy Warhol sized poster of yourself just glaring and just hanging over the fireplace in every one of your uh, locations. And just <laughs> Big Peter is watching you. If they turn around, there's there's two pictures of the dogs and say the dogs are too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, very good. Anyway, entertainment is unlimited up there at Dahlonega Hideaway Haven, so I can strongly recommend that. Uh, wow. Well, let's, let's, let's finish up the week on Friday, so please join us back here. In the meantime, please do the three things we always talk about. Uh, go wash your hands for 20 seconds, uh, wear a mask, and, uh, and try to stay six feet away from people you're not living with. Uh, but we'll see you here again uh, alive and healthy on Friday on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.